Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. Today, I have a special guest named Allison Jackson. She is a wellness coach. She also does some macro coaching. She works with women who are in the corporate professional environment, and she used to be a carrot and cake coach. So I'm very excited to have her back on the podcast. And today we're going to talk about wellness mindset, I think some meditation, um, all those good things, all the fun stuff that we talk about here on the Carrot and Cake podcast. And welcome, Allison. Thank you so much, Tina. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to reconnect with you. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you were one of my first guests, so I like that you are back again. And then obviously you just finished up with Carrots and Cake. So, you know, we've been in communication, but it's still nice to reconnect with you, you know, after you've left CNC world. But would love just to dive right into things and just hear a little bit about what you do now, um, your history, maybe how you got into wellness coaching and working with women. And then, yeah, we'll just go from there. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. So yeah, going way back, um, as a teenager, I was always active, played field hockey in high school and college, but I always battled with my weight, which I think most people are surprised to hear because they think that I'm just naturally thin and fit. And no, it was a struggle. I remember my first diet was probably around the age of like 11 or 12, back when like Atkins was all the rage. And, um, you know, it was like eliminate, you know, certain food groups. Um, so I struggled with it throughout my life um, and always was looking for that that missing puzzle piece. You know, I wanted that dream body. I would work out in my unfinished basement and read my dad's muscle and fitness magazines and use his weight bench. And I always was like, could I do that? Could I transform my body through diet and exercise? So again, uh, fast forward, went through, I taught aerobics back when um, um, kickboxing was all the rage with Billy Tybo. Um, but then I got married, had kids, and it was always in the back of my mind that I really wanted to try competing in bodybuilding. So in 2012, I finally pulled the trigger um, and did it. And then I got hooked and I did that for about 10 years. And people were like, what are you doing to, to get ready uh, to trade for shows? Because I would get into the you know single digit body fat uh, realm. Um, so it was a lot of weight training, a lot of focus on diet. And so um, I launched my own business in 2016, Allison Jackson Fitness. The pandemic hit, everything shut down, competition stopped. Um, so I went for my yoga teacher certification. And it was really at that time, I realized the importance of kind of mindset, spirituality, in addition to the nutrition and the workouts. Um, and during that time, too, I also was co-coaching for Carrots and Cakes. So really was teaching women how to um, kind of get their dream bodies through macro counting and weight training. Um, but now I, I feel like my business has really evolved. And one of the reasons I kind of stepped away from one-on-one uh, -on -one and group coaching is uh, to focus on the importance of mindfulness and really mindfulness, meditation, mindset. It's like, um, you know, almost a, a circuitous thing. So it's like you, you practice meditation, which improves your mindfulness, which improves your mindset. I really think that's kind of the foundation and core of helping women become healthy um, and and building a better relationship with their bodies and food. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I love your story so much. And I have so many questions for you. And I love that you called out some of these old school trends like Atkins and Billy Tybo. And like, it just kind of like makes me laugh because I lived all that as well. I remember Atkins just eating like blocks of cheese and like tons of meat. And I'm just, yes. I was like, this doesn't make sense, <laughs> but you know, it works till it doesn't work. Um, but anyways, getting back to the bodybuilding stuff, I would love to hear just a little bit more about that just because, you know, you spent a good 10 years, um, yeah. you know, using macros, you know, exercising a certain way, eating a certain way. And now it seems like you've really transitioned more to, um, the mindfulness. I'm assuming some like intuitive eating in there. Um, yes. yeah. Do you want to give me just a few more details, like what that yeah. experience was like doing the bodybuilding and then maybe like the turning point where you're like, okay, I want to do something different here. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so 2012, I was uh, 36. So coming up on 40. And I was like, now's the time, you know, I had two babies, I felt like this is this is it like, um, so when I started, so for 36 to 46, that's a good 10 years. When I first started, I always say it's a story of the three bears, I went through three different coaches for um, competition training. And the first one was 1200 calories, 12 weeks, it was meal plans. It was 90 minutes of cardio a day. Like it really did a number on my body. So I was like, that was a little bit too over the top. My second coach was more, here's macros. And you kind of, you know, include foods that you like to eat. But it was a little bit too flexible for me. And he kind of was like, oh, you're, you know, I was like, all right, we have a, a, a competition date and you need to work towards that. Where he was like, eh, you might make it, you might not. And he was a little bit too wishy. You know, I was like too much flexibility. And then my final coach, was a combination of, okay, you need to hit your macros. Like you need to stop with the bite, bites, licks and tastes. Like we always talk about, um, eating out at restaurants. You know, he really helped me to see the importance of that consistency and really nailing your nutrition. So my final show, I'm 46. Um, my son is getting ready to go to college. I got to the point where it was like my body wasn't reacting the way that it used to with the macros. It was a lot harder. It was, I had to be a lot more strict. I mean, we're talking about counting calories of like, okay, how I had sugar-free mints or I had a piece of gum. Um, you know, it was every little thing. And it just got to the point where I was like, is this like, what, what am I doing? Like, what is, I got caught up so much in the aesthetics of health and how you looked and how fit and stuff. And people were like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. But on the flip side, people didn't realize like I wasn't sleeping. I was constantly cold. I was constantly hangry. My family was like, please just eat something. And towards the end, it just got to the point where I was like, the, what am I doing? Um, so that was kind of my breaking point. It was that transition of my family was changing. My body was changing, going through perimenopause. And it was like, I was like, I think, I think I'm done with this. Yeah. And I feel like this story in the sense that like you hit perimenopause, you hit like mid to late forties and the usual tactics don't work anymore. Um, because it's, I do feel like it's not about eating less, exercising more. It almost can like work in an opposite way, just because our bodies really just aren't resilient to stress in the same way that it used to be. And our hormones get a little bit wonky and whatnot. Um, so when you were making this transition from bodybuilding to just, you know, a different approach where, you know, you weren't tracking like every little thing, like, where did you, where did you go? I guess, like, how did you start to make that transition, um, from, you know, tracking every little thing, um, to being more relaxed without, I don't know. I feel like a lot of ladies, I mean, this is a big assumption, but especially with macros or like Weight Watchers or something like that, there is this like fear of letting go as far as tracking goes. So do you have any, any, any like, 
I guess I'm looking for like yeah. advice or just mindset shifts from, uh, you know, let, letting go of that, like rigid, rigidity around um, food and tracking. Yeah. Cause that's huge. It's a huge piece of it, especially in bodybuilding. Like I'm weighing myself every day and I'm weighing all my food. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like there was always a, a food scale on my counter. Like that was just a natural part of how I ate and prepped and stuff. So it really was hard. I literally took my food scale and my body weight scale and just put it away. Um, and it, it was, it was a struggle. And I had a seven year streak on my fitness pal and I just went cold Turkey and was like, I'm not tracking anymore. Um, and I think it's really, and again, it goes to the mindfulness building your trust and intuition that I know what a portion is. Like I've been weighing my food for so long that I think we don't realize what we, we know what we know. And I would say for ladies that are tracking, like you need to to start tracking and weighing just to, like a, for maybe a couple of weeks just to get a sense. But then once you have that sense, you don't need to track and weigh and measure. And so, and also be, being comfortable with that you're not a number. So I'll throw numbers out. My stage weight was 125. My off season was always around like 145. Like I didn't like to get over 145. I'm sitting at 153 which is very, it feels, it's, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, if you could look at me, like, you look great, but it's hard. It's really hard, like being that number, but I sleep great. I am not constantly cold. Like I feel good. Um, so I think it's really important for women at this age to focus on that, that feeling good versus looking good or to be okay with you do look good. Other people think you look good, but like in your head, you're like, no, I don't look like I did on stage. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm glad you called that out because I think there's a difference between the aesthetics and the health. And I mean, I've talked about this with um, our one-on-one clients and the fit and fuel ladies where, you know, I did a cut this past spring and there was a lot of, you know, quote unquote work that went into it. And yeah, I looked different. I was a lot leaner, but honestly, I'm way happier now because I can drink eggnog and I can eat cookies and it really is kind of finding that balance between, you know, looking and feeling good, um, but also like that mindset piece, like how do you feel about all of this? So I'm glad you kind of shared that because like, obviously, like what you did for the stage is very, very different from now. And a lot of things have changed as far as those like biofeedback um, metrics and just <laughs> sleeping and probably being in a better mood and not hangry. Um, so I'm glad you identified that. So the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about, too, is that. I think you and like a lot of ladies in this space, you know, we started with macros, love macros. I think they are so, so helpful as far as teaching you about your food, bringing awareness to your food choices, but it's not like a death sentence where you have to like track macros forever. And I think a lot of us really do want to eat more intuitively. So do you have any tips for that like transition to actually like start listening to your body and your body's cues? Yeah. Yeah. Huge one. Um, so I was very regimented with obviously with bodybuilding, meal prepping and eating every three hours and before workouts and after workouts. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, just throw all the rules out the window. Like I wake up and I'll have coffee and sometimes I'm hungry and I'll eat. And sometimes I won't eat till 30. Don't eat lunch till two o'clock. Like I'm trying to just really listen. Like, am I hungry? Am I bored? Am I just hungry for something that I know is in the fridge? Um, and being okay with having, you know, a pe- like uh, my advent calendar has chocolate every morning. Like, I'll just be like, and I'm okay with that. Like it's the holiday season. You know what I mean? Like, I think, um, relaxing the rules, like sometimes we have such rigid rules and knowing that 
you know what, having a couple Christmas cookies like as a snack is not going to make or break you. Just like eating healthy one whole day is not going to make or break you. Um, I I feel like women beat we beat ourselves up so 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 much, um, and and we're so rigid around the rules. I think it's really just being trying to just again trust yourself and putting the scale away. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to gain so much weight because I'm not tracking and I'm not you know sticking to a meal plan. And I'll, every once in a while, I'll whip it out just to say, all right, where am I? I'm the same weight. So it's like, whether I have the cookies or whether I have, you know, salad, like I'm still the same weight. It, it's just that give and take. Um, I think it's just, again, going back to trusting yourself and, and really building your intuition. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. It is kind of just letting go of those rules. And then also like a little bit of like trial and error and like literally living it. And I feel like a lot of times when you put the scale away or you stop weighing your food and you actually just do it, I think there's more fear around the idea of doing it than actually doing it. Like you'll see you're okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the sky is not falling. The world didn't end. It's fine if you didn't weigh, you know, whatever you were eating that day. Like the the world just goes on, I guess. Um, so I love all this. This is great advice. And I'm going to shift gears a little bit because um, you actually asked me some great questions on your podcast. So I'm going to ask some of those same questions to you because I just thought they were so <laughs> great as far as like just getting to know you and just getting to know um, a woman who is health minded, fitness minded, and just kind of like the real life stuff. Because I think that is probably most helpful to our listeners. So First, what would you say would be a non-negotiable um, in your self-care and wellness routine, like something you just don't skip from day to day? Yes. So um, working out is definitely, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two. I'm going to cheat and do two. So working out, definitely. It's just, it's one of those habits you just need to build. So it gets to the point of like, if I don't work out, it's almost like not brushing my teeth. Like I'm like, I can't function. And it doesn't mean like an hour long workout at the gym. It means I took a 30 minute walk. I did 20 minutes of yoga. I did a, a 25 minute metabolic train. Like it's just some, some kind of movement first thing in the morning. And then the other thing I do is meditation. That is like my new life hack. And again, my trick is before I open my laptop in the morning and start work, I meditate for five to 10 minutes. And it literally is just sitting in silence and just trying to calm down the, all the, the to-do lists and the, the monkey brain that's going on. Um, if people have not meditated, highly recommend free apps. There's Calm, Headspace, Insight Timer. Just start for five minutes. You will find that you will manage stress better. You won't scream at your kids as much. Um, you, you'll just, it, it just is a great way to just get grounded and start off your day for sure. Yeah. And I, I was going to ask, you know, resources or how to get started, but you nailed it. Um, but I agree with that. And I do feel like the days that I, same thing, five minutes, that's all I got in me first thing in the morning, because, you know, getting quite yeah. ready, bus stop, dog, you know, all the things in the morning. Um, but I think, I think that's great advice because I do think it kind of sets that intention for the day. Like, how is this day going to go? And if you can start kind of calm and centered, uh, it can just, it can just make the day go so much better. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and just what you said about fitness, it doesn't need to be 60 minutes of like full on cardio for it to count. It could just be, you know, going okay. full, like you said. Get, it, get rid of the rules, get rid of, you might wake up and your back is achy. So stretch for 10 minutes that counts, you know? Yep. Again, it goes back to listening to your body, which is a little like vague and cheesy, but I do think the more you do it, the easier it becomes because I do think yeah. just living through our twenties, thirties and all the crazy stuff we did to lose weight. There's so much like not listening to your body. So I love that yes. you mentioned that. Um, and then do you have any favorite health hacks that just make your life easier or, you know, make this whole health journey easier? 
Mm, health hacks. Okay. So always keep a giant bottle of water at all times with me. I always have a, right? And Tina has hers. Always have water around you. And you'll find if you don't have it with you, you suddenly realize, holy crap, like I am so thirsty when you don't have that bottle with you. So that is uh, the first um, health hack. And then the other one is um, sleep. So as we get older, I've come to realize super sensitive to light and noise and temperature. So um, highly recommend a sleep mask. That has been a game changer for me. I am like addicted. I have multiples, um, like any little bit of like, I can't even sleep with a, an alarm clock near me because of the light. So a sleep mask, highly recommend. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I used to do sleep masks, but I really haven't done them recently, but Oh, I love that. I love that. That's yeah. a good one. Even for naps. Like if you want to take a nap and you're like, Oh, I'm not really a napper, put a sleep mask on. And I'm, I'm a big fan of sound machines and I'm like, I'm good. Oh yeah. I love that. And then I would love to hear just what your daily routine looks like as, you know, just a working woman, somebody who's mindful of health and fitness and diet and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, just would love to hear kind of like the real life. Like, what does it look like? Yeah. Yeah. So a typical weekday. So I, um, I work in corporate, but I'm fully remote. I'm very lucky that I can work from home. Um, so I usually wake up, my husband's alarm goes off at five 15. So I'll either wake up at five or five 15. I've had a rough night. I wake up at five 15 with his alarm. If I'm, if I'm, having a good night of sleep. It's usually five. I don't usually need an alarm. Um, I wake up, I work out. I usually walk for 30 minutes on the treadmill. I'll do a 30 minute um, weight training workout. Um, I'll do yoga for 10 minutes. Then I walk the dog, get uh, my daughter off to school. Um, and then I will meditate usually for like 10 minutes. And I'm, I'm leaning into the whole spirituality. So I have like Oracle cards and I'll journal. And I'm really trying to as we get older, refine and build again, that intuition, like what do you, what does your, cause I feel like as, um, as working women, as moms, juggling caregivers, we focus on everyone and we forget to focus on ourselves and kind of, we usually lose sight of what we truly want. So trying to tap into that and understand like what I need. And it might be, I need to spend more time outside or I need to, you know, spend more time reading and some quiet time. Um, so meditate, log on to work. I'll usually, uh, work, you know, from like nine to 12, we'll walk the dog at lunchtime. Um, sometimes, and like I said earlier, sometimes I'll eat breakfast first thing at like nine, sometimes it'll be 10. Um, and it's usually my absolute favorite. What people, people are going to think it's nuts is um, feta cheese, egg whites scrambled on top of rice cakes with avocado. That's like my favorite. I eat that every day for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a bodybuilding carryover. <laughs> um, then I'll have, you know, lunch usually is leftover from dinner. So steaks, steak over a salad. Um, sometimes there'll be soup. Um, yeah, I try to walk the dog at least three times a day. So I'll get and at walk. I try to hit 10,000 steps. Um, then we'll work through the afternoon. Um, I think what else? Usually dinner, like last night we had teriyaki chicken in the crock pot. I try to make it easy. Usually it's a protein, a vegetable and a carb. Uh, and the family knows that I, I'm a big fan of meal prepping. So they always know what's dinner and what's, um, with what we're going to be having. And then um, nighttime, I'm trying to think. Sometimes I'll take a yoga class. Sometimes I'll just read. Um, it's funny because evenings, I feel like everyone like goes off and does their own thing. So my husband's usually down, he's a teacher. So he's usually downstairs doing, prepping for classes. My daughter is 16. So she really doesn't want anything to do with us. Uh, so everybody's kind of doing their own thing at night. <laughs> usually me and the dog. Yeah. Oh, I get that. It's usually me and the dog as well. <laughs> 
but he is my best friend. But I love that you like get out there and walk the dog three times a day. And I'm like, maybe I should be walking Murph a little bit more. I mean, he's an old man, but that's a great way just to like get exercise for you, get exercise for the dog, get some sunlight into your life and nature and all that. So I love that. I think that's a great tip. And it's not, you know, it's not going out for like a 60 minute walk. You're probably just doing short walks with the dog, but it all adds up at the end of the day. And Lord knows we all need more activity in our lives. I mean, even, you know, those of us who have the traditional like nine to five jobs. So I love that. Um, I'm a big fan of the the short walks. Um, And something you mentioned, I would love for you to just expand on because I do love a touch of woo when it comes to health and wellness and healing and everything. But tell me more about this like spirituality, um, the intuition, like developing that intuition because I love stuff like this. Yes. And it's funny because I always say just a touch of woo. Yeah, not full on woo, but just a touch of woo, just a little like, you know, I, I, I'm i a big believer of like manifestation and the universe and law of attraction and all that stuff. Um, So I have a bunch of Oracle, different Oracle cards, everything from like self care to goddesses. It's like whatever. And again, you might hear like whatever calls to you, like you might go and you might be out shopping and it's like, oh, like these Oracle cards, like call, like I love the the beautiful pictures. And it's really like shuffling the deck, setting an intention. It might be like, what do I need to know for today? And so like I did it yesterday. I'm like, what do I need to know? And I pulled a card that was like boundaries. And it was like just being conscious of. And it's just I I feel like it helps you um, get greater insight into just things that you might not think about, like focusing on joy or focusing on, you know, gratitude. Um, so love, huge fan of Oracle cards. Um, also, and it's like, there's crystals, all crystals, like there's crystals that do different things. Um, and then there's pendulums. So there's, I have this gorgeous pendulum and it's like, you've probably seen it where you hold a ring over like a pregnant woman's belly. And if it goes certain ways, well, you could yes. use that for your own like intuition, like give me a yes or give me a no. And if it swings in circles or swings back and forth, and just, if you're struggling with decisions and stuff, a lot of times through your body, you could get the answer. Like the, the answer is always within you. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I feel like in recent years, I've leaned into that a little bit more as far as like healing and my journey with ulcerative colitis. But I do feel like if you slow down and listen, like your body kind of speaks to you. And I know it sounds like a little cheesy and out there, but like, I believe that. And then this, this might be a dumb question, um, but are Oracle cards the same as tarot cards? Are they different? They're actually different. So I actually have a set of tarot cards. Um, so the tarot cards, typically uh, like a standard pull, you pull three cards and it's like past, present and future. But I actually have this journal and you could actually, I usually pick, there's different ones. It's like um, obstacle, challenge and outcome. So you could pick three cards and do different things, but it's more of, again, I, I still think it's intuitive, but it is more, a little bit more predictive. Mm, super so interesting. Between our cards. Yeah. It is. It's so I love, I just, I think it's so cool. I just like love that stuff. Cause I feel like, like everyone believes in some sort of magic, right? We all believed in the tooth fairy at some point there. And there's always like, I feel like everything happens for a reason. There's, oh, you know, like I, you know, like we, like we met, we coached and then I connected you with Melissa and Ibiza. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we all cross paths for different reasons and bring different things and people into each other's lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I was in Jill's mastermind who connected me with Eve, who connected me with you. So yeah, yeah it's quite this like it's it's very like in the flow. So I'm reading uh yes. render experiment. I don't know if you've heard of this book. And we can talk about books too. I know you're a oh. big book podcast person. Yeah. 
But the book is pretty much about, you know, kind of surrendering to what the universe sends your way. So it's all about letting things come to you. And so especially with like you see and healing and everything, I've very much been like the action person. I need to do more. I need to take action. I can't just like let this disease happen to me. And I've kind of like let go a little bit. And now I'm just kind of like waiting to see what happens next. And I mean, I got out of this recent flare in like a matter of days because I'm like, we're just going to go with this. We're not going to fight back we're just gonna like flow with it See, that's <laughs> it that's it it's so true it's like you know I, I think we're both like recovering type a you know mm-hmm. what I mean like perfectionist and it's got it what do you have to do to get that end result and it is it's just allowing and surrendering and saying control what you can and like go of the rest right mm-hmm. oh I love that we could talk about this all day I mean I love this no I love stuff. it I love this stuff have you gone down like the human design rabbit hole I have. I had oh, mine done oh, and I, I always forget what I am. <laughs> I think I'm like a creator. <clears throat> I know there's like a bunch of, I always forget which one I am and then what the different ones are. But yeah, that is fascinating. Yeah, I did a reading and it was so interesting. I mean, the woman who I did it with has been doing it since like the 80s or 90s. You know what I mean? Like basically when it came out. And yeah, she told me some like really interesting things about myself. She said I was designed to be resilient. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Spot on, spot on. Anyways, if you guys are listening, human design is fascinating. And I I know a lady if you want to do a reading. Um, But anyways, let's switch gears and let's talk about favorite books or podcasts. I know you're somebody that likes to learn and you like to, you know, try new things. Um, Is there a specific book or podcast that you're really just digging right now? So love uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's like probably my, one of my all-time favorite books. I just feel like it applies to so many aspects of life um, and that your, you know, your daily habits really are what create, what end up creating a lot of the things that that you do, whether it's through work or family or health. Um, so that is a hu- I'm a huge fan of that. I'm actually reading Lighter by, I'm going to Pueblo something, but it's really about how, about letting go and surrendering and how it's really about how we respond to our circumstances versus react. Um, so it's, it's like a deep one, but it's really like, I'm like so sucked into it. It's really, really um, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on a woo kick. So I'm like um, becoming supernatural. Um, there's another one, Joe Dispenza. It's like, he's oh, got two yeah. books. Yeah. I'm reading his two books too. I literally just like uh, the library keeps calling. They're like, Oh, we have more books. It's like, I have a stack of like, there's so many that are are um, wonderful. A huge fan of Abram Hicks. If you want to really go deep, woo. Um, in terms of podcasts, I um, speaking of crossing paths, so I crossed paths with um, this woman Gabrielle Laura, and it's uh, her podcast is Secrets of the Universe. So if you really want to listen in on like manifestation, law of attraction, um, you know, getting that your good vibrations up. She, I've literally every time it comes out, that is what I listen to as I'm getting ready in the morning. So that's a great podcast. Oh, thank you for these recommendations. I was just mm-hmm. frantically writing them down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you for that. Yeah. I do. I do love a touch of woo. It's like so funny because over here, we're all about data and testing and results. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm like, well, what Enneagram are you? <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Just to like figure so out. Because I do think like the more you know about yourself, the more you can lean into, you know, the positives and just kind of embrace yeah. the negatives. I don't think you necessarily need to like work against those things, kind of like what we're saying with the flow. But I think the more aware you are of like why you're this way or why you do things or like, 
I don't know. I just think it makes you like a better person in general. It makes you more yeah. of your authentic self. I mean, I know it sounds like really cheesy, but I really yeah. believe that. And I just think I'm a way better person now than I was, you know, five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like sometimes when you push so hard, it's like, is that, is that really what you treat? Like I felt for the longest time I had goals and I was like, is this even what I, like I achieved this goal. I'm like, is this even what I wanted? Like you forget to enjoy the journey and the reasons why you're actually pursuing it versus just getting to the end. Yeah. 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 And I think you are kind of focused on the wrong things instead of like being in the moment and being like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Like, especially with like dieting, I think a lot of women think it's like a miserable experience and so restrictive and you just have to have, you know, plain chicken on salads. But really, if you kind of flip the script on that and you actually like enjoy the process and you think about how you can nourish yourself, how you can move more, how you can be more mindful. Like, I just think it becomes like such a enjoyable experience. And especially with like the carrots and cake ladies, like so many of them have said, this has been the easiest cut I've ever done or like most enjoyable days. Didn't even feel like I was on a diet. You know what I mean? So it really is like a mindset thing at the end of the day, for sure. Totally. Um, and then, you know, as we wrap up here, I do have a fun question for you. So okay. what do you consider your superpower and why? Mm, my superpower. Hmm. I'm going to say my superpower is I, I love people. So my superpower is being able to quickly build a rapport. Like uh, one of my favorite things is like going somewhere where I just don't know anybody, like whether it's a networking event or like a conference or something like I just love like getting to know people and building relationships and connecting and networking and stuff. So I would say um, that is my superpower. I love I I just love like connecting with people. Yay. Awesome. And I know you've helped me so much <laughs> over the years. I, I love helping people. Right. That's, a, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd say a third of the people on the Carrots and Cake staff were from <laughs> So thank you. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. Um, okay, so as you know, as we wrap up here, you know, where can people learn more about you and your services? And, you know, just if they want to uh, work with yeah. you or learn more about you. Yeah, absolutely. So they could go to allisonjacksonfitness.com. Um, and I'm on social at Allison Jackson Fitness as well. Probably most active on LinkedIn, Instagram, a little bit of Facebook. Um, but yeah, I, so my, my absolute favorite thing right now is doing, um, like corporate presentations or for like women's retreats. Um, that's kind of what I'm leaning into. Um, and I'm also in the process of getting my mindful meditation certification. So, um, looking forward to doing more of that as well. Cool. I love that. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Obviously keep in touch for all these cool things that you're doing. Um, and yeah, just thank you for being here today. Oh, well, thank you for having me.